0: Hi, my name is Brent, and welcome to the Follow the Fun podcast. It's a show where every week I sit down with one of my coworkers to chat about something that they find fun that isn't work. So it could be a thing they collect, or a thing they like to do, you know, a hobby, an interest, anything, just as long as it isn't shop talk. This episode, I'm sitting down with Jedediah Gant, who's going to spin some tunes from his favorite once outdated, now totally back in Vogue music format. We're talking vinyl, folks. Jed, how you doing today? Doing fabulous. Good. And Jed loves vinyl. Jed, why do you love vinyl so much? That
1: is a very loaded question, Brant. <laughs> it is. Um, I, I knew it would be. Yeah, but to me, um, to me, the idea of vinyl is like the, the fundamental element of vinyl is about music. Mm-hmm. And Obviously. so Obviously, (laughs) obviously, well, not necessarily, you said vinyl, so we can be talking about vinyl shoes. (laughs) It's
0: true of those little Funko Pop figures, vinyl,
1: yeah, vinyl 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 characters, vinyl figurines, vinyl, uh, what other, we're talking about vinyl records, We're talking about records, yeah. Okay, so we're talking about vinyl records, and to me, like, it's all about the music, it's all about um, uh, loving this idea of, like, history music, and so why I've decided to collect vinyl records is because to me, it's like the most authentic and kind of lasting way to... Um kind of retrack or retrace all the steps of your life all the music you've loved, and kind of you can kind of connect back to uh, those different times in your life and to really kind of be able to walk to the shelf and kind of pull music off that will remind you of certain times or just put you in a yeah. certain mood yeah. and so it's a lot different than Spotify and Apple Music, which I subscribe to as well because <laughs> yeah. obviously I love music. Um, there's something really, again, authentic about having these records and and, and more physical. Yeah. Um, not necessarily in the way of like, oh, this is a physical object, but more like I can walk around the corner, pick off or like be able to, um, what would you say, kind of choose um, from a large collection of things versus have to kind of come up with it out of my brain. I want to listen to... SpongeBob SquarePants right now, or whatever it may be, yeah. I can really kind of walk to the shelf and kind of look around and think about what I want to listen to. Yeah. So to me, it's all about the music. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah there is something to that. The process of it all, I mean, like it, it, involves doing something. It involves walking to the shelf and pulling out the record and opening it and pulling it out of the sleeve. And, yeah. 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 I like all that. It's just really nice. It's really it's it's fun to collect vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. How did you get into it? Like, what was the what was the initial? Do you remember your first record? Well, my stepfather
1: had a lot of records, yeah. so I'd probably consider those that he had as kind of my first ones because I, I kind of uh, uh, stole some of those, I guess you'd say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as I was saying, it's all about music, and so when I was growing up, my my mother um, was a singer; uh, she sang in church, and my father was also a singer, and He sang in church, and my father was like in gospel quartets. And he actually uh, is still in a gospel quartet, and he travels around the country singing bass. He sings bass in a really low uh, in a band called the Lumber River Quartet. It is like the most famous gospel band in the nation. Mm. (laughs) No way, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I don't have his record. He did okay. give me a CD one time, okay. but I don't good. have a vinyl of his <laughs> band. Uh, so anyway, you know, they were singing, uh, and so music was kind of part of my life early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always kind of remembered that. And my mom used to always kind of, you know, listen to Whitney Houston while <clears throat> cleaning, et cetera, when I was younger. And so, and then I started getting into more into going to concerts when I was kind of my teenage years, I guess. My first yeah. concert was Four Tops and The Temptations, The Buckinghams, and, and The Turtles, which was pretty dope. That's uh, fun. Which is why I love Motown music to this day. Uh, and that was like in '91, and so music was kind of part of my upbringing. And then um, a few years after that concert, or maybe it was about around the same time, my parents gave me my first stereo. Okay, and that stereo was this kind of three tiered kind of little black box with two big, you know, speakers. Um, the base level was two uh, cassette, what would you call them? Uh, like okay. Tape players, tape decks? Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a tape, tape deck. deck so two-piece yeah. two, two, two tape deck. Mm-hmm. Above that was a CD player, but the CD player, you didn't put it in horizontally. It kind of, you put it in at like a, a negative 30-degree <laughs> angle backwards, and you slid it in. Wait, seriously? That's yeah, weird. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. And so you had to like slide it down. Uh, of course, it had like radio on it. But on top of this, and this is like mid '90s, there was a record player. And so this was kind of a, you know, multiple decades of musical <laughs> yeah, all media stacked all That's stacked cool. up in one. And it was one piece; it wasn't like several pieces. Mm-hmm. So I got that when I was um, like maybe 13 or so. Yeah. And got two CDs with it. Those CDs were Billy Vanilli and New Kids on the Block. Nice. Not ashamed to say. <laughs> I now own one of those on vinyl. Oh, good. I don't own the other. Is it the Milly Vanilli one? It is. <laughs> yes. I, I found Hanging Tough on vinyl for Nuke's Kids on the Block one day, and I almost bought it, but I did not. It didn't? Oh, man. Maybe one day. One day. So I had that record player. Uh, my stepdad had, like, uh, the kind of sophisticated version of my stereo system out in the okay. living room were separate pieces. There was a nicer tape player and a nicer right. CD player that went in horizontally. Yeah. And then a record player. And he had all the things to clean records. And so I would take his records and kind of bring them to my room and um, learn more about the history of music. And that mm-hmm. was kind of, you know, your classic Beatles and uh, Pink Floyd and Zeppelin and Doobie Brothers and— uh who else? Some Boston, of course, your favorite. Yeah. Oh. You're yeah. a Boston fan. <laughs> I'm a right? big Boston fan, yeah. Bachman Turner Overdrive, who nice. our engineer Melissa I think saw live this weekend. Uh Did you see a, BTO live?
0: Are you were the cover of band, yeah. Cover of band, yeah.
1: Nice. Uh who else? <laughs> uh Mama told me not to come. What's that band called? Three Dog Night. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so he had yeah, a stack yeah. of those. That's cool. So anyways, there was a stack of records kind of sitting around my house. And then I went to college and kind of took that record player, or that stereo system with me mm-hmm. um, and a few of his records. But in the late 90s, like records wasn't a thing. Yeah. I mean, everyone had moved to CDs. And even then, Napster was kind of coming in and kind of killing CDs. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but here I am, this kid with a record player. Um, And like literally like 10 records, 12 maybe, you know, um, that I had borrowed from my stepfather. And, uh, so yeah, so, uh, you know, I always kind of had music around me and vinyl was part of that, but it wasn't really a thing. You couldn't go buy new records. It was always used ones. And I wasn't that big into old music. Um, I was more into like new kind of whatever was popular at the time, hip hop and punk and pop punk and stuff. So you couldn't buy those. So I'd buy the CDs, but I still had this record player. And then uh, somehow, you know, I don't know what happened to that. I think I probably was broke and sold that uh, stereo yeah. at a yard sale um, to buy some CDs for my car or something. Yeah. and like, why well, uh, have this giant thing when I can yeah. listen
0: to music wherever I drive? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So there was this gap. And so I guess like early 2000s, um, I, I didn't have a record player for a while. Okay. And then moved to London for a while and – kind of came back and when i came back a friend gave me a record player and he was like hey i'm not using this you want it i was like sure so i went back and got those records again for my stepfather or maybe i had them i can't remember yeah. but so brought those in and then uh from there on i kind of have had a record player since about 2005 nice and with having a record player and cd's kind of being um somewhat obsolete yeah. in the past ten, fifteen years, you know, and going more Spotify and Apple music and right. such. I just started deciding Tidal. to collect title T I D A L. <laughs> uh shout out to Jay Z. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening, Jay.
1: I really appreciate it. Um yeah, so the streaming services. And I just always like again, I collected CDs as a kid. Uh, we talked a little bit about this, about
0: this idea of collecting CDs yeah. from BMG. Oh yeah, Do you remember
1: BMG, yeah, Columbia House. You were telling
0: me about that. It was like they would send you a pack of ten, or or you got ten up front, it was like and ten you were ten supposed for a to be, penny,
1: yeah. And then you were supposed to buy more once a of month. Course. And I don't think I ever bought any more. <laughs> and then I kept getting invoices in the mail. Yeah. So the point of saying that is, I was collecting CDs yeah. as a kid. You were stealing and CDs <laughs> from the big record labels. That's the point. I paid a penny. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what they that's told stealing, me. Stealing, yeah. They said it cost a penny, so <laughs> I paid them a penny. Um, I wonder if my parents ever paid that. Um, anyway. (laughs) You (laughs) Um, should call them an (laughs) ass. Hey, hey, do you guys, have you paid that Columbia house (laughs) bill
0: yet? Yeah, with interest, it's up to a million dollars now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the most expensive (laughs) Pixie CD ever. Um, yeah, all my grind CDs. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always into collecting kind of music. and So I started to get back into collecting records in about, 2005, nice. here we
0: are. Did you make a conscious shift? Like, did you get rid of your CDs and you just have records, or do you still have a decent amount of CDs or what? I got rid of the CD cases. Okay. So I have them in books. Smart. And I've started
1: to go through them over the years, look mm-hmm. through them and see which which ones I should make sure I have on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, because I'm going to keep the vinyl yeah. for a lot longer than the CDs whatever. whatever exist, I think. Um so, yeah, I the, just, a lot of those CDs were, like, the CD-Rs. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Which I'm so bummed that you can't have, a like, a a, a vinyl R. I know. I like, would love that. It's possible. It's just really expensive. Yeah. And you can't – you can only record, like, four songs.
0: Oh, really? That's yeah. funny.
1: Yeah, it's cool. weird, right?
0: Yeah. I just, I just recently got rid of the last remaining CDs I had. I went through a big decluttering phase, like, a year or two ago and got rid of a bunch mm. and had, like, two – Uh, two little, I don't know, it was about a foot long of CDs and I just realized that I was never listening to it. It was just coated in dust. So I got rid of it. I kept two CDs. I have two CDs and that is the soundtrack album from back to the future, uh, which was not even mine. It's my dad's. I also have his vinyl of that, (laughs) which is great. And the uh, CD of the daredevil soundtrack from 2003, which was basically the soundtrack of my entire middle school. It's like Jared fuel up. and evanescence and oh, yeah. Seether and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's a good one. It's <laughs> G105. Music, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh 105.6 the end I think in Charlotte. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, 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 the I end. Was in the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went to there. They had these weenie roasts probably every to the summer. Roasts, yeah. one time. It was great. I saw Three Black Doors Bush Down. <laughs> theater. Uh, I don't know if it, I don't know where it was. It might have been that <laughs> one. These Goose Bubble near the university. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. We, we could we have been at the same one. We Probably were. I definitely probably saw Three Doors Down. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So you have the CDs and books. You got the re- how many records do you have? What are you up to now? Oh, what am I up to? Yeah, I think
1: it's like twelve oh five. Damn, <laughs> one thousand two hundred five
0: records. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's too many.
1: Well, no, no. My, my wife
0: would say it's too many. Yes, you would say it's not enough, and you need more. Um, or do you answer th- that question. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too much? Is it? Yeah, no, it's. Um, what are some the, of your uh, favorites? what are, What's the what's the breakdown? Oh, some of my favorite records.
1: Yeah, well, I. Um, that's a good question, man. I really. This is kind of an odd one, but uh, some I don't know where I found this, but I found Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech on vinyl. Okay, that was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, where did you find every that? year? I don't know some. Yeah. Random bin, probably. That's cool. At a vintage shop. Um so that was pretty cool and it's really well a good condition. The mm-hmm. foldouts really cool has the photos from the speech and I think it actually has the speech written out in the liner notes, which is really cool. Yeah. Um so that's uh favorite record. And you listen to that
0: like once, on once a year. Once a year. Any Maybe particular you day <laughs> that you listen to it? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, for years I had to listen to the NPR stream. Mhm. Um, because NPR, if you search Martin Luther King's speech, NPR, NPR has a stream that you can listen to online of the whole thing. Oh, that's cool. I guess you could probably watch a YouTube video, but for some reason I like the pure, like just the sound of it. Um, and, and so then after, and so I would always listen to that on Martin Luther King Day and then I found the record. And so now, um, because my kids study it in school too, so Mm -hmm. it's a cool thing for them to come home. And, and be able to listen to it, and we can kind of put the record on. And yeah. It's just a little more kind of connection to that speech, I guess. So that's a cool one. It's not music. I mean, I guess it's music to our ears. Yeah. Somewhat. Um, otherwise, I think what I really like the most are kind of all my... I have a lot of electronic records. It's like mm-hmm. what I have the most of. Um, and I have a lot of kind of African or uh, kind of Jamaican reggae. So all of those are kind of... Into my favorites, there's like William On Your or, or uh or uh, Bob Marley. I have like way too many Bob Marley records, Yeah, um, all of which are different. That's good. Yeah. You don't um, have multiple copies of the same thing. I, I don't think so. That's I good. Don't, I don't, I don't have think I have multiple copies of any album except Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Because I have it forward and then he re-released it backwards. Backwards? He flipped, flipped, well, he flipped the tracks. So the oh. last track is now the first track. Oh. And it's a special edition. So they don't play backwards. Oh, that'd be amazing though. <laughs>
0: that'd <would> be crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh so that's the only one I own two copies of. For a while I own two copies of other things. And the reason I own two copies of something like Blondie's Parallel Lines or a Bob Marley Record or also Mike Oldfield's um Tubular Bells was because I had a picture disc too. Oh, okay. And so I kind of wanted to have both for yeah. some
0: stupid reason. <laughs> Why not?
1: But I kept the picture
0: discs. Okay. You're not into picture discs. Though, I right? don't like picture discs much. I feel like there's the a faint, like... <sighs> oh, a sound? Yeah. sound issue. Yeah.
1: Probably. I, Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, once the music the kicks image. in, it's
0: fine. But I don't know. In what's between tracks and stuff, it... Uh, and, again, this could be because I, I just read somewhere someone online was, you know, complaining about pictures. They were like, they sound terrible. Why yeah. would you ever use picture discs? And I was yeah. like, I think it sounds fine. And then I started listening to it. And You're probably right. I was hearing it. but So maybe I need to get those back. Because I sold so. those. I sold the
1: Blondie Parallel Lines, Black Copy, the Tubular Bells. Um, but the Blondie picture disc is so cool because on one side it has the cover, you know, which is all of them, the kind of mod, mm-hmm. black and white, nice suit outfits. That's cool. And the other side is like Blondie with her mouth open, like nice with her tongue sticking out. Yeah. And that's what rotates, <laughs> which is just very kind of Debbie Harry, kind mm-hmm. of uh, kind of punk. You that's know? cool.
0: Uh, the one picture disc yeah. I have that I love is the score for Captain America because it's the shield of, oh, it's cool. his shield, it's, it's yeah, kind of yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, picture discs are they're few and far between. Oh, I do yeah. have another one, I just got the Gravediggers. Gravediggers is this like three piece band or excuse me, three piece hip hop group mm-hmm. from the late nineties that were the Rizza. Oh cool. Uh, from Wu Tang and two other dudes. And they have like they have names that <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have, that are not RZA. <laughs> no, that are not RZA. It's like
1: <laughs> that have something to do with Grave Digger, Like the okay. Resurrecta. I think oh, his cool. name's like the Resurrecta. Oh, that's awesome. And the other two dudes have names that are having to deal with like uh Paul Bear or mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway they just re-released the album for the first time because I couldn't find it anywhere. The only, okay. actually, I found it one time in a used store, but it was the edited version. Oh, no. So yeah. it was the clean version <laughs> no. of a Wu-Tang album. It's just not, it's just it's, like every uh, other word. What's the point? So I didn't buy that one, yeah. and they just re-released it on record store day. Cool. So it's a four, it's four-sided picture disc. Ah. And it has, like, the picture of them with, like, their gold teeth. And then, like, the other sides have to do with, like, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh aspects of being dead like the toe okay. tag it's like a toe with like a toe <laughs> tag on it
0: i like that aspects uh, of being dead <laughs> that sounds like a good i would see that band <laughs> at weenie roast <laughs> 2005
1: yeah opening up for matchbox 20 yeah um, <laughs> fuel yeah oh yeah breakfast at, you've probably seen breakfast at Tiffany's, right yeah <laughs> oh,
0: yeah so good. um what are the uh what are like the last 10 things you bought the last ten records that I have bought. Well. Not counting. Grave
1: dickers. Records that you got for Christmas. Oh, shit. I can't talk about those. Oh, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> not those. Those were the best, which we're going to listen to some of those. Can we? Did you bring them? Yeah, I brought That's them. That's fantastic.
0: Wanna, you want to see them? I do. I. I Let me see. They brought me such joy when I was flipping through the stacks at Goodwill. <laughs> this is Johnny
1: Pulo and his harmonica gang.
0: Oh, it's so my good. My
1: son, the folk
0: singer. Which, because this is not a visual medium, my son, the folk singer, is like... A, it's like people <laughs> on pillars, and then there's this woman in the background with like white gloves, and she's holding a dead bird, chicken, J- a dead chicken. Yeah, it's insane. It's there's this just cherub holding
1: insanity. up a a platter, and he's holding a sausage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so weird.
1: It means nothing. There's Jane Fonda's workout record instant classic? <laughs> Sixty minutes of kid stuff. Yep. Um, come share my life. Uh huh. With, with a really yeah. And if you're happy and you know it, sing along with Bob.
0: Yeah, and that's Bob from uh, Sesame Street, right? He was on Sesame Street or something like what that. What did he do on Sesame Street? I'm not entirely sure. I bet he wrote songs and sang songs. Let's see what this harmonica gang sounds like. See if we can get
1: it on this recording. This is uh, Johnny Puglio. Okay. And it's harmonica
0: and his gang. harmonica gang. Oh, well, I love – what, is, what is this? You're playing this on uh, – I can't read the name of it. This is – oh, we have a record player in the studio. Yeah. What is, what it's, is it?
1: It's a Electra Home. <laughs> that was a weird – what is it? What, <laughs> what is, is it? a weird emphasis there. Electra Home. <laughs> Electra Home is like, I think, nicer version of Crosley. Like okay. It's kind of like Crosley except a little nicer. Okay. But it's still like a suitcase. Yeah. A uh, record player. Um, has speakers on each side. It's fun, I like it. Yeah, it's fine. I brought it here really easily because it just packs up and has a handle. That's so do we wanna oh see? How about peanut vendor? Yeah.
0: P- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. All
1: right. Let's see let's see what peanut vendor sounds like. This is a bunch of guys and harmonicas. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so Brent gave me these records for Christmas uh-huh. and our little secret Santa. Uh, and they're, they're some of my favorites. I did not buy those. So those are not the last 10 that I have bought. Well, um,
0: that sounds just about as terrible as I thought it would, which is good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, I'll listen to it more though. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what have I purchased? So I just mentioned the Gravediggers album. Mm-hmm. I purchased mm-hmm. that uh, record store day. Um, I've actually bought some Coltrane records recently, oh, Black cool. Pearls, which is kind of a classic album of his, and Coltrane and Miles Davis Paris Concert. Got that from Final Me Please. Sweet. Um, at, at Christmas, so Christmas we started listening to Spotify and we told we told Alexa, we said, "Hey Alexa, play reggae Christmas one day." <laughs> and Sure enough, there's massive collections of reggae Christmas really? music. Really? It's so great. Oh, that's fantastic. We were only fantastic. listening to reggae Christmas going forward in my life. <laughs> so I found this song. There was this great song like Mary Ishmus or, Ishmus or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? So I looked it up, and there's this dude named Jacob Miller and Ray I. And uh, he has this album called Natty Christmas. Okay. Uh he is holding marijuana on the cover, um, some kind of marijuana Christmas tree thing. That's perfect. Uh, and so he uh, recorded this Natty Christmas in Kingston at one of the famous Kingston, Jamaica studios. Okay. And I found out that he recorded it um, with the Inner Circle Band, who is also called the Bad Boys of Reggae. Whoa. And you know why they're called that? Why are they called they that? They are the ones who recorded the song from Cops. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? Are you serious? So I didn't know this until after I, I bought this Natty Christmas album. That's amazing. His backing band is the infamous Cops TV show. Wow. So yeah. So bought that. Uh, end of 20, what, last, what was last year? 20, 2018. 2018. Yeah. End of that year, I got an Elton John. Oh, cool. Big time. My stepdad had some Elton John when I was a kid. Yeah. But he had like the greatest hits. Okay. And that was cool. But I started listening to like, Earlier Elton John and mm-hmm. so I bought Captain Fantastic recently and Tumbleweed Connection, which yeah. I found a perfect copy for like three bucks. That's which was awesome. Cool.
0: He had so many records, so many, like so many. I had I had one in my collection from uh, from my dad's set that was uh, it was goodbye Yellowbrick Road. That was the only one he had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's when, I about that too. Nice, yeah. And then when my girlfriend Mary and I were at home at her parents' place for Thanksgiving, we um, were going through her dad's records because he was like, "Here, take a look. I've got some stuff down there." That I'm never listening to. Mm-hmm. And um we pulled out like 15 different Elton John. Like it was just, it just kept being Elton John, things yeah. I'd never heard of, never seen before. I uh, couldn't tell you the names of them now, but we He's brought out. be back the with Freddie us.
1: Mercury of this year. You think so?
0: Or the Fleet Oh, Bird yeah, that Mac. biopic's coming yeah. out and everything. Yeah. I He's like the kid a, they've got playing him. I think it'll be good.
1: Oh, yeah. And there was that great commercial at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The John good. Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's got a great Apple Music radio show, so I've been listening to that a lot. Really? I didn't know he had a show. That's cool. That's fantastic. His musical taste is impeccable. It's nice. really great. Uh, so, yeah, so I've gotten into some of his older music, which is kind of more folky, which is really cool. Interesting. I never would have guessed that. Not his glam yeah. or whatever you want to call his other poppy stuff. Uh, and then uh, recently I also got Max Richter's album Sleep. Okay. Uh, Max Richter is his composer, uh, kind of modern-day composer. And the cool thing about Sleep is this, this – Really cool album that he created for people to sleep to. Um, and what he did is he he created a—it's like a 10-hour album or whatever. Interesting. Uh, the original. And he then created these situations where he—or w- performances where he would be on stage with an orchestra. Okay. And play the entire album. Uh, it's electronic kind of ambient. Okay. But he started it at like 8 p.m.
0: Really? And it's
1: under the stars. And there's a bunch of beds in a field, and everyone sleeps to it. What? And he plays all night with this orchestra. And then there's music that starts at six a.m. Like it's it's time to like at six a.m. The music starts coming up for you to wake up to. That is fascinating. And you pay I don't know how much money, probably hundred bucks or so, to lay on a bed and listen to this album. Wow. So the, the the album I have is like. Almost like outtakes. Like he doesn't, I don't think he has the whole thing on vinyl. Okay. It's like uh, portions of it. Yeah. It is yeah, curated yeah, yeah. for vinyl. So that's probably one of the others that that's I That's cool. Recently. Yeah. It's, it's, a, um, it's really great. It's very ambient, chill, yeah. obviously. It's definitely not Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> oh, I have a Rage Against the Machine picture album too. Oh, nice. Which is The Burning Man. Oh. So it's intense.
0: Yeah. So not intense. only are you
1: listening to intense music, you're like watching a burning, Yikes. you know. Asian man spinning fire. I don't want to watch fire. that. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. So, yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah, I, I've slowed down my purchasing recently. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that's okay. I think know? I'm being
0: more methodical that's about good. my purchases. Right. Yeah, you were telling me you have kind of a, you said it's not necessarily a new system, but it's more just more intentional with it, right? Yeah. my my My
1: wife asked me recently, like, How do you choose what you buy? Yeah. And just like your first question, it's a complicated question. (laughs) But uh, it's about like, will I listen to it again Mm -hmm. in six months or five years or whatever it may be? Will I listen to it again? Yeah. Will I listen to the entire thing? You and I were talking about that Mm -hmm. versus buying a single album or a single song. Yeah. Buying an album for a single song. Yes. Don't do that. Right. uh, and so that, and then this idea that like my kids may have these one day, mm-hmm. and so I want to make sure that they will probably love something about it. Yeah. Also, think about did the to to uh, to invoke Marie Kondo? Mm-hmm. Does it spark joy? Does in it me? spark joy? And so I think a lot of I think a lot about that when I go to like, do I really love this album? I don't say does this spark joy in me. <laughs> Maybe I will now, yeah. but. Um, I really think about that. Like, do I really like this record? Mm-hmm. Like, and does it have any memories for me? Yeah. Like, certain records I can say, like, uh, Ghostface Killer or something, like, reminds me of being 15 mm-hmm. or 16 and just getting my car and having a CD, but I and have the vinyl, but I can bring back that from like a synapse perspective. Yeah. So I think a lot about it. And it's like the idea of like Elton John. Like, I think, you know, these are classic albums. And so uh-huh. I also have. Rolling Stone put out the, uh, a special edition of their magazine in maybe the early 2000s. That was like the top 500 records of all time. Okay. I got that. And I've always kind of used it as a benchmark of do I know these albums mm-hmm. and should I own them? At the time, I didn't have a record collection. It was more just about knowing about music. But now yeah. that I have a record collection, I actually found the hardcover. So I thos- I think I got rid of the magazine version and I have a hardcover of that. That's cool. And I always mm-hmm. look through it. To just say, are there any records I don't own that I should yeah. in here? Because they tell a story of, like, history mm-hmm. that, like, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Like, it's the only record in the top, like, 50 that I don't own or something, top right. 20 or something right. like that. And I don't know. I've, I've got other. I've got three other Marvin Gaye records, but just I don't have that one. that one for some yeah. dumb reason. But it's, like, his most famous one, <laughs> yeah. right? That Marvin Gaye record has a lot of historical kind of context with it that is really good. And it's a lot of good storytelling about the the the. Uh, the 60s and 70s. So it's something that I should own. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's on my list. So, yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of my Marie Kondo method of vinyl collecting. I like it. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should create those, the top five. Yeah. Like, does it have beautiful cover art? Will that you listen be... to it in five years? Yeah. Would your kids love it? What else? Would your wife love it? Uh, would you be sad if you lost it? Yeah, that's a good one. Um yeah,
0: there's probably more. I yeah. could probably create those five. You probably could, yeah. The five rules of record collecting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fun. What are you uh what are you spinning right now? What's your what's been your go to?
1: What am I spinning right now? Um on it's it's January, it's second week of January. Yes. So on New Year's Eve every year I spin Gangs record related. Gangs is a kind of super band of Bonnie Vare and Megaphone and a bunch of other bands that I've never heard of this. I like Bonnie Vare and I like Megaphone a lot. So Gangs is a super group. Rosebuds were in it too. Um, I like the Rosebuds too. They <laughs> all came together in Wisconsin. What? And they recorded an album that is inspired by Sade. Every uh, Gangs. every song on the album is recorded at sixty nine beats per minute. What? Um what? and it's beautiful music. Okay. And Ivan from the Rosebud sings. Uh Justin from Bonivere sings some, um, but Ivan is the lead singer. They had one tour. I saw <laughs> them like three times on that tour. Anyway, I spend that on New Year's Eve every year. Okay. To like ring in the New Year, regardless of where I am. That's why I have a portable record player. That's so I could play that album. Fascinating.
0: Why that album? Why why New Year's for
1: that? Um, that started with some friends of mine from New York Roomtown, town and we were just into that album at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's a good, like mellow chill into the year beginning to a year. Yeah. It's kind of like, let's end a year. It's almost like a Buddhist kind of mindset. Let's like, whatever fucking happened this year, yeah. let's chill out for a minute, put away. relax, put it away and let's slowly start the new year, but in a groovy way. Yeah. It's not like boring slowly. It's yeah. like groovy slowly. Uh, so yeah, so that was spin on record player. Oh, that's cool. Um, I got Ace of Bases album for Christmas. Fun. So since I can't talk about it, I bought that. Yeah. I've been playing that a lot because I was a big Ace of Bass fan. Um, my sister gave me that. Fun. Which is really cool. Uh, I recently been listening to Alanis said a lot. Okay. Really great album. Cool. What else? Uh, oh, um, my wife also bought me a Vino and Booze, Booze and Vino album. It's uh, It's a book, sorry. She bought me this book called Booze and Vinyl. That sounds fun. It's very cool. It's all about pairing certain albums with certain cocktails. Okay. And so, we've decided to, um, and it has like 50, I think it has 50 albums, and each one has a side A and a side B cocktail. That's cool. Um, That this sibling... The sibling uh, couple, sibling. There's not a sibling couple. This, no. These siblings. <laughs> they're siblings. Sibling, sibling <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it now. Uh, what are their names? Uh, we, have their, we have their names. In- oh, yeah, we we
0: wrote it down. We were prepared for this. Kind of. Booze and Vinyl and Booze by Andre Darlington and Tanaya Darlington. Oh, yeah. And they specify that they're a sibling yes. authorship because they're, there's a lot of sexual tension in their photo. <laughs>
1: no, it's a weird <laughs> photo, yeah. <laughs> Great book though. Yeah. So, uh, so back to what I've been spinning lately. We decided that maybe once or once a week, or where, and once every two weeks, we're gonna find a record that we're in the mood to listen to mm-hmm. and make the cocktail that's with it, and just literally put it on the living room record player, sit there,
0: read the liner notes, listen to it, and drink the cocktail. Cool. Do you so, find the pairs work pretty well so far? With the booze and the vinyl? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. The first matches. one
1: matches? Yeah, the first one was uh, Stevie Wonder. We did that last week. Uh, Stevie Wonder, key, Songs in the Key of Life. Okay. This is a beautiful album that I had never fully listened to all the way through mm-hmm. on my record. I mean, I've listened, because there's four sides. Like, you have to flip it three times. Yeah, and, uh, So I would never sat and listened to the entire thing. Right. So it was really cool to see that and read about it. And the cocktail that was with that was, like, uh, something that had Contro in it. Okay. So it... uh Green contrô, I think it's no, no, not green contrô. It had green chartreuse. Sorry, green. It had green chartreuse, chartreuse in it, which is just kind of liqueur. Okay, uh, so it had that kind of smooth, kind of uh, <laughs> delicious, nice. Uh, and uh the cool thing about chartreuse is you look up what's in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like thirty different herbs and spices or whatever. Oh, fun! <laughs> you know, it's okay. like all these different things. So it's a collection of a lot of things,
0: which is kind of a Stevie Wonder kind mm-hmm. of you know, medley of R&B and gospel. And, yeah. Um, it's almost like these sibling authors put some thought into their cocktails. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we did that. Cool. And then
1: this week we did Lucinda Williams' Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. Okay. Which is one of my f- wife's favorite albums. I never listened to the entire thing all the way through either. And the so this is, if you know, do you know Lucinda Williams? Not really. She's yeah, kind no. of classic folk um, uh, matriarchy. Okay. Kind of, she's like, Alternative folk or whatever you want to call it. She is like the godmother of that. Nice. And she wrote with like Steve Earle and um, all those cats in Austin. Uh, she's from Louisiana, though. Okay. Uh, so she has that kind of Leo, Louisiana Creole kind of back roads kind of sound. Yeah. And so the cocktail you mix with that was called a uh, – a, I think it was called a Tennessee Manhattan. <laughs> so Manhattan is this like proper drink you drink in yeah. like a New York martini bar or right, whatever, right? of course, right? yeah. And you mix like uh, – what is it uh, – Bourbon or whiskey with, uh, what's the. Is there vermouth in that? Yeah, vermouth, yeah. 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 So their version of it is like whiskey, a cherry, uh, something else, and then soda water.
0: <laughs> you know? That's awesome. So it's like yeah. to
1: like switch to so like to get the, the back roads
0: version of vermouth, uh-huh.
1: just put some soda water in yeah. there and a
0: little bit of sugar
1: and a, and a cherry.
0: Oh, wait, this is a fun little side note. Yep. Sorry. If your hometown had a drink, what would it be?
1: My hometown?
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Because I know sad. what mine would be. It it's would be a sun drop in vodka. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's fierce. Are you like yeah. a cocktail? It's like, yeah, if you were to make a cocktail based on your hometown. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's see. Oh, man, this is tough.
1: We got to edit this. Yeah, Silence. it's fine. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Let's see. I'm from Lumberton. Okay. Lumberton, North Carolina, which is where all these hurricanes keep hitting and... um. Maybe a hurricane, that's terrible. Oh God, that's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible <laughs> um, no, what would it be? It would be really something basic mm-hmm. and to the point. Yeah. And dirty. Yeah. Uh, but I see I wanna go like mad dog. <laughs> or like Saint i special brew. Okay. You remember Saint Odd Special Brew? No. saint I Special <laughs> Brew is like a a almost, it's a, like you drink it in forties. Okay. Or maybe there's special brew. I don't know. But it would be something really... Something like that. Yeah, just kind of yeah, dirty and just, like, to the point. Like, get drunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand. Like, yeah. let's, let's knock away, like, life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, like, get rid of this, like, yeah. emotional hangover I already have. And get a real hangover. How can I do that? Let's drink some... Oh, mm. man. Like, Budweiser is very Lumberton. Yeah. Um... Yeah, not anyway, it'd anyway, yeah, be sorry. a combination of all that. No, it's yeah. a good, it's a good aside. And then, so, um, we're going to do the Clash, London Calling, oh, cool. next. So that'll what be fine. What's the drink with that one? I don't know. Hmm. I haven't looked it up yet. All right. Oh, no, it's like a gin and tonic. Oh, cool. But it tells you to use British gin. Of course. And not Tanqueray. Yeah. It says use Beefeater
0: or one that I've never yeah. heard of. So I've got to decide, am I going to purchase this? <laughs> Gordon's? Mom. Are you going to use Gordon's gin? Gordons. Is it,
1: well, I don't know if it was Gordons or not. Yeah, no.
0: that's what Bond puts in his Vesper martinis. Oh, does he? Yeah, nice. And then we always do these albums afterwards.
1: So we take, so say we were listening to Lucinda, and we say we we finish the Lucinda album. Mm-hmm. What album, either modern day or since or in the past, reminds us of that? And we then we listen to that afterwards. Cool. And then we sometimes will continue the cocktail, mm-hmm. or we'll switch to something that is similar. Yeah. But rings more true. So we did cool. after Lucinda, we did Whiskey Town. Okay. You know Whiskey Town? No. Whiskey Town Sounds was familiar. based in Raleigh. Uh they were Ryan Adams and Caitlin Carey. Okay. Ryan Adams used to live here in Raleigh. No
0: way. I didn't know yep. that.
1: Slim's Slim's Raleigh is thanked in the liner notes of this whiskey <laughs> hub. <Yeah. laughs> That's awesome. And Caitlin Carey and Skillet Gilmore, who are married now, still live here. Okay. And she's had some other bands. Ryan Adams left, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, we did that one afterwards. So we've been spinning that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Led Zeppelin's
0: 55th anniversary was this week for Led Zeppelin One. Oh, cool! So I, I did that, that this weekend. That That's was cool. fun. I don't mm-hmm. have that one. That's one. I think the only Zeppelin I've got two Zeppelin records. I've got uh, Zoso and and mm-hmm. Physical Graffiti. Those are the only ones. Nice. Yeah, yeah my one is floppy, so yeah. I need to get a repress at some point. I, I was some trying point. to figure out what copy because the Zeppelin Four is my dad's, but I can't. I was trying to track it down on Discogs and couldn't figure out what it was. So I'm always listening
1: to a variety of things. Here at the office, I have a lot of hip-hop and electronics, so I've been yeah. spending some like that when
0: I work, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Are there any that you uh, are, like, top top of mind right now, ones that you're coveting, ones that you want, that you wish you had? Yeah. So you and I were talking about
1: Discogs. Yeah. about that app. It's awesome. There's this new app that Brent introduced me to recently. Um, Discographic. Discographic. Yeah. Uh, it's a really cool. And so on there you have this great want list that you can kind of click. or mm-hmm. You find, you research the records, find them, and then it almost like pairs you up. It's like record matchmaking. Yeah. It's like Cupid for record collectors. It's good. Characters. Yeah. And you can find if someone else is selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so some of the ones I have on there I think are like Sade's Love Deluxe, okay. which I've just been trying to find and not just buy a new copy and trying to find an old one. Um there's this album, this Ethiopian album called Ethiopiques Volume 4 that I've been looking for for like 10 years. I don't nice. think they make it on vinyl. Oh, I have this, okay. I had the CD for a while. I loved it. Um Tom Petty's Wildflowers has mm-hmm. only been pressed minimally. Um but I I heard the interview with uh, Rick Rubin and Malcolm Gladwell there's actually a second album that was recorded at the same time as Wildflowers. Hardly anyone has heard it. What? Uh, Rick Rubin played it for Malcolm Gladwell, but what? they didn't talk about it. it. He just said he's heard it. And there's talk of re releasing it. So I'm hoping they press both of those together. That would be as awesome. like a double album. Yeah. Here's Wildflowers, and you get the second album. I mean, especially like right now, it's the time to do that too.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. Totally. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. So, Manu Chow's Clandestino. I have one Manu Chow album, but I haven't been able to find that one. Uh, do you know G Love and the Special Sauce? I do not. Oh, uh, G Love and the Special Sauce. That's a great name. Was, was this, uh, they had this great song called My Baby's Got Sauce, which was this kind of great song, kind of talking about his girlfriend, how much he loves her. Uh-huh. But it's kind of funky in a like sublime, Beastie Boys kind of fun uh, way. Um, who else was G Love in the crew with? I can't remember, but it was like mid '90s kind of. Mm-hmm. What would you call that? Funky white boy music. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I understand exactly what you're talking about. That's I mean, what sublime, actually, we say sublime is, yeah.
1: But it has a little like groovy, like blues kind of yeah, sound.
0: That's cool. It's like stuff that would have been on the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soundtrack. Yes, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Or like a, or like a,
1: um, uh, a surfing video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's like. Awesome. Uh, Jack Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Mason Jennings, Ben. What's Ben? What's that dude's name? Ben. 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 You know ben, ben. Ben. ben? Just Ben, yeah. Yeah, so Jack Johnson and uh, Mason Jennings and that whole crew. So, yeah, we'll probably fit on there. A few others are De La Soul's Stakes is High. I saw De La Soul on the Stakes is High tour in the 90s. I don't think they've pressed that album. Mm-hmm. I've got other De La Soul albums, but it's one of my favorite. Lily Allen, who's a British Yeah. Uh, what would you call her? British pop, yeah. ska, reggae. Yeah, she's definitely a
0: mix of a lot of things. She's
1: like musical royalty. Her yeah. dad's like extremely famous. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. made these really great albums. And her All brother's right on Steel. Game of Thrones. What's that? <laughs> and her brother's on Game of Thrones. Is he really? Yeah, Alfie oh, Allen. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So her first album, I right, Steel, was never pressed that I can find. Um, it's like bootleg copies out there. Ah, gotcha. I did have a Japanese version of her CD though. Oh, that's weird. She, why did, did you have a Japanese. Japanese version of it? <laughs> I don't know. My wife bought it. It was like an album we listened to a lot when we first met, and huh. she, for some reason, she bought me the Japanese CD. That's it cool. Had like all the Japanese kind of packaging and everything. Sweet. Really cool. Yeah. And the yeah. last two are the first two albums by the Avery Brothers. They oh, have never yeah. pressed those. Those Carolina were good ones. And Carolina Jubilee, Country yeah. Country was, and Carolina Jubilee. Yeah. They, I've asked them and. They're like, yeah, it's a good idea. Mike, you could <laughs> sell so many of these. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Um, so, yeah. That's there's. Cool. I mean, the list probably goes on, but yeah. that's why that number is at enough, 1,200. Yeah. I mean,
0: it needs at least to be 1,212, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> so I can get those seven albums or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, you were telling me something about, just speaking of the collection again, you were, you were talking about how you had some interesting uh, record shelf pairings. Oh, yeah. The things that would pop up together that were funny just in the way you'd categorized it or... Yeah, so I categorized my records alphabetically. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, there's no sub There's no... Yeah. There's, no, there's no high no fidelity. Genres. You pull it all down. You're sitting there in the living room talking to the camera and trying to figure out how you want to organize. Wasn't that... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally, totally. <laughs> um, beta band. Yeah. Um,
1: they... So I just decided to do those alphabetically and then... So with Alphabetically comes, and you don't pull out the genres, you do get kind of mashups of different musicians side by side. Mm-hmm. And So I've always been uh, kind of fascinated with who ends up behind, beside each other. Mm-hmm. And that changes over time. Like right now, you know, the fact that like Miles Davis is between this group called Dat Politics, which is an electronic, like really, like, it's almost like Bitches Brew, mm-hmm. electronic, and in between – so Miles Davis is in between DAP Politics and De La Soul. And so it's like this perfect, like, kind of pairing. Those three make so much sense. Electronic, Weirdness, of Bitches Brew. And De La was definitely influenced by Miles Davis. Yeah. You know? And that's just because of their alphabetical, um, like – categorization.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, all my beach house records are in between the beach boys and the beastie boys, which is funny that (laughs) this female singer is in between these two boy groups. Mm -hmm. Um, but then their music is kind of similar. Beach house is just kind of edgy, but chill. Yeah. (laughs) The beach boys is kind (laughs) of chill and the beastie boys are edgy. Um, my digable planets records are in between this guy named Mano DeBango, who's like an electronic African artist. And my, uh, my uh, my 12-inch copy of Digital Underground's Humpty Dance. <laughs> okay. And so, <laughs> you know, Diggable Planets fits right in between electronic <laughs> African music and
0: the Humpty Dance. The Humpty Dance, yeah. Obviously.
1: Uh, and two others that I wrote down are uh, Anderson Pock, who's a recent kind of musician who's oh, worked was, a lot with Kendrick.
0: Yeah. Is he the guy that's like Anderson dot P-A-K? Yeah. Yeah. Anderson dot underscore or dot.
1: lowercase P-A-A-K. Yeah. Uh, he plays the drums. He used to play drums in a like church, and that's <laughs> how he got to start. That's crazy. That's uh, awesome. So his record is in between Outcast, okay. which is hip hop, and Augustus Pablo, which is this uh, uh, reggae musician who plays the melodica.
0: Ooh, you fun! You know, what I'm talking about yeah. the little like yeah uh,
1: thing. <laughs> And then New Order, I own a lot of New Order records. I'm a big New Order fan. They are in between Neutral Milk Hotel, which is this kind of alternative mm-hmm. band that they probably influenced, and Nine Inch Nails, who they probably influenced that's as cool. well. Um, so those are fun. And yeah. again, I might buy an album, and that's going to switch soon.
0: Yeah. It's cool. It keeps it changing. Keeps it changing, yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Where do you, uh, where do you tend to buy your stuff around here? Or, or what are some of your favorite—maybe not even around here. Yeah, what are some of your favorite stores that that you've been in? Yeah, I'm a big fan of like trying or finding new record stores Mm -hmm. because there's,
1: um, as you mentioned, High Fidelity, there's there's a culture surrounding record stores. So when I go to a new city, I always try to find what what is the coolest record store, not even coolest, but like what is the record store where I'm just going to enjoy going to and kind of pick up the vibe of that neighborhood or that city. I'm going to Austin this week, so I've got some few recommendations. I've been to Waterloo before, but I've never been to Earshot or whatever it is, so yeah. I'm excited to go there. Every time I cool. go to Columbia, I go to—what's um, it called? Um, Papa Jazz. I can't believe—I forgot that. Papa Jazz Records is this great record store in Columbia where there's just stuff everywhere. You That's know? fun. And they're really cool. They're really nice. And if they don't have it, they're like, we'll order it for you, and we'll ship it to you. That's or One awesome. time I was at Papa Jazz, and I was looking uh, through their records, And I found this dance hall reggae compilation. Mm -hmm. It was like, volume three. And I was like, shit, I don't know which. I have one of these at home. I don't know if it's one, two, three, or four. And I didn't purchase it. And I got home and I I looked and I had one and not three or whatever. And I was really bummed. So I called and they're like, It'll be at your house next week. I was like, sweet. So they just package it up, sit so it right nice. along. Yeah. Um, so I always love that in different cities. Recently, I went to New York and I went to Turntab Turntable Lab. Okay. Which is a really cool. It's like the opposite of Papa Jazz. Uh, Papa Jazz is kind of like. Wooden, cheap bookshelves yeah. with just stuff in them. It's like cool. classic old. Whereas Turntable Lab, you walk in and it's like pristine. Ooh, it's there's like curated like record old. record players and you. headphones, and it's cool. curated. Beautiful neon sign in the window, and then mm-hmm. there's like hip-hop heads, you know. Nice. At the counter. It's got its own brand, and then there's certain CD or certain albums you can find in there. Yeah. And that's like, speaking of Side A's Love Deluxe, I walked in and said, do you guys have Side A's Love Deluxe? Like, we just sold it last week, man. Oh, man. It's like, bummer. <laughs> um so I went there recently, and I got some cool records. I got uh, La Soul, which is a mm-hmm. uh, De La Soul and Fela Kuti mashup, which cool. is really cool. And then the other's called the—I the, uh, can't remember. It's a mashup between Tribe Called Quest and The Far Side. Oh. Which is bonkers because you yeah. listen to it, and it just sounds like an album. <laughs> yeah. Like because their stuff is so similar. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so Bizarre Tribe or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, And so here in Raleigh, I'm a big fan of Nice Price Books and Records. used to be a bookstore, and these local dudes, Brian and Enoch, took that place over, purchased it, and um, did their own thing. So here in Raleigh, uh, I'm a big fan of Nice Price Books and Records. It's a really cool store that two local dudes named Brian and Enoch bought and— kind of turned it from a bookstore and used record store into like a new record store. And they recently opened Nice Price Junior. Yeah. Which is a nod to I think it's like a nod to like Hart Jr. Oh. Very
0: Grace Jr. Yeah.
1: Um so that's in my neighborhood which is really cool. It's a small one. I go to Sorry State a lot, which is a kind of punk based record store. Yeah. They sell a lot of jazz. Yeah. They have some good hip hop. Um and what else? I like Cheshire Cat. Cheshire Cat's a a basement antique shop here in Raleigh that carries everything from uh, English teacups Hmm. to comic books. Hmm. And then they have a massive record collection in like five different places in this store. Isn't it like different people own those
0: sections? Yeah.
1: It's like a a flea market kind of. Each person has their own section. And so they have like their initials on everything that's uh, priced. And so you go to the counter and then. It's cool. They record that. So those are some of my favorites
0: here. I found uh, the score to uh, Jaws 2
1: in Cheshire like Cat. Jaws 2. Jaws that, 2. Yeah. I know.
0: Is that like, dun-dun, dun-dun?
1: It's, it's like, like a remix. It's, yeah, it's like, like a, it's a major like a key version. version. Yeah, yeah major key. I think it's still, what's
0: weird is it's still John Williams, but it's it's not great. Like a, John Williams with a Z on the end. Yeah. <laughs> John Williams, yeah. too. John Williams, too. <laughs> Junior. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just, I could not get it. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So Raleigh's turned into a great place. Uh, yeah. well, there's a lot of great record stores here. Yeah. It's really cool. So, um, which have is you ever been cool, to, it's, it's um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Now it's just like a normal conversation nice. that we're cutting each other off. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever been to Amoeba Records in L.A.? No. That place is great. don't think so. If you ever get out there, go check it out. It's overwhelming. It's ma- it's probably massive like Waterloo. It's is huge. In yeah. yeah. It's like, they're, I think they're two stories. So, uh, yeah. One of the photos, like my senior year spring break, I took a trip to L.A. and, and went to Amoeba and uh, took a photo from the balcony, and it's just like records. It's yeah. just music. It's just everything.
1: Yeah. It's like Virgin. The Virgin had a record store in uh, London that was that way. Oh, cool. The, the like... Flagship Virgin record yeah. store
0: it was massive, and awesome.
1: overwhelming. It was in a uh, Piccadilly Circus. Yeah, yeah, that That's was cool. really cool. That is cool.
0: So, with your collection now, how do you go about like sharing that with with your family? Because I know you got two kids. Do they do they like the records? Do they like to listen to it? Do they like the process too? They do. Yeah. So when you walk into my
1: house, my new house, uh, we recently renovated an old 1942 home, and part of what we decided to do is take this little alcove. That was kind of unused space in the renovation of that old home um, to create this kind of hallway record shelf. Cool. And so it's it's kind of when you walk in the door, it's like there's this hallway that goes right down the center of our house and right to the left is like all these records that are kind of stacked up, um, which is really cool. And so my kids kind of see it uh, very regularly. Yeah. Um, and so what we decided okay. to do is because we have all these records and because I have a few record players – It's kind of stretched around the house. Mm -hmm. Um, We decided to make it kind of a little bit of a ritual with our kids that, you know, every few weekends on a Sunday night, we have what we call record surprise, Um, and we sit down and in the kind of, we have like these two love seats with a record player, kind of in between, off to the side a little bit. And so everyone, all four of us, um, goes to the shelf and we just randomly pick out an album, and bring it back over to the couch, sit down and choose a track to play. We play that track and um, look at the record notes and kind of tell our kids a little bit about this is A C D C. They were <laughs> yeah. a rock band, you know, so we may yeah. look up Wikipedia or something. Yeah. Kind of give them a little bit. And then, you know, depending on what the music is, they kind of, you know, dance around yeah. or they'll sit there, they'll get bored and <laughs> but regardless, it's like a little bit of an educational kind of um, Kind of family bonding time, I guess, That's and it's cool. really cool. It's a fun way to kind of connect them with it. Yeah, um, even if they're not directly connected with it, they just see these things are something you take off, and it also allows us to to teach them how to take the records out, mm-hmm. how to put them on, how to be and careful, how to, with them. how to be careful with them, just how to start them <laughs> because yeah, you know they they. Alexa, play Imagine Dragons (laughs) It's so different than like uh, picking up a Jay-Z record and taking it out. And it's, you know, this pearl vinyl. It's really nice. And you have to be careful with it because you'll scratch it and you won't be able to listen to it the same ever again because it'll be scratched. You know, Alexa doesn't skip. No. Well, Well, sometimes she doesn't know what
0: you're looking for.
1: So, yeah. So that's a lot different. So it's become this really kind of fun thing that we've done a few times and we hope to continue. And, you know, because these are. Probably going to be their record someday, yeah. whether they like it or
0: not. <laughs> they could sell them like Listen this. Listen up. Yeah, that's fine. Your inheritance is in these records, yes. guys. You better know how to take care <laughs> of them. Oh, man. Yeah, I was always fascinated with my dad's collection. It was He never had a record player set up. My entire time, my entire childhood— you know, zero to 18, before I went off to college, like never had a record player set up, but had some really sweet records. Yeah, and I, I would love yeah. to flip through them and be like, this is cool. You should put a new needle on your thing or whatever you told me you needed to do yeah, to it. Totally, totally. So it's cool that they get to experience that with you. Yep. That's awesome. That is that's awesome. a nice little ritual.
1: Yeah. yeah. So between cool, that and the, you know, the the new vinyl and booze <laughs> sibling book, yes. sibling book, we've uh, created a few little rituals around record listening that i believe yeah. you know we make videos here at myriad and you know we all watch a lot of films everyone goes to the theater to sit and watch an entire film yeah. or you come home and you put on a film you may check your phone a few times while you're watching the film at home but more or less you're watching the entire film and you're yeah. paying attention to the entire film you know i believe that we don't do that enough with records and so i'm trying to figure out in my own life how can i do that with records and yeah. that's like sitting down on a friday night and focusing on that thing as a piece of art just like we would focus on a film mm-hmm. maybe we check emails here and there we're talking about that but majority of it we are not listening to music as a background right it's in the foreground it's exactly what we're paying attention to we're that's reading cool. the lyrics we're talking about it we're researching we're finding out that so and so wrote this you know i found out a lot of stuff about musicians and uh, just in these two, yeah. and I'm sure when we listen to the Clash and the next week, I'll find out something about the Clash and um, that I didn't know. Certain people wrote like there's one song on Lucinda Williams' Car Wheels on a Gravel Road that she didn't write, just one yeah. song, you know. Just kind of funky things like that, um, and the Steve Earle plays on certain songs and a variety of different things like that. And who's who's just singing in the background, mm-hmm. you know? And you have to look it up. And something really nice about that that I really have enjoyed.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Well, Jed, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me and talk about something you love, man. It's my clear pleasure. that you do this absolutely love vinyl. Yeah, it's has awesome. has been fun. Yeah, man. I'm glad to hear that. Do you have... I see you brought a stack of records. I did. Do you have yeah. one you want to play us out on, a favorite of yours? Yeah. So we
1: were talking a little bit earlier about my kind of African record collection. I don't have a lot, mm-hmm. but I have enough that... Um, I have enough. and uh <laughs> And so... There's this great—so I, I was in Durham for Fest years ago, and I popped into Carolina Soul Records, which is this great soul, you know, record shop. We have lots yeah. of soul and jazz and hip-hop, um, and they have your classic records, too, but that's what they focus on. And I was thumbing through, and I found this uh, Papa Liva record, and I just love the cover. It's a yellow— um, yeah, it's very yellow Yellow <laughs> and white has the African continent, but it has a lot of like, he's a reggae artist. From, I guess you'd call it reggae African music kind of artist, And so a lot of slave references and kind of power, um, to the people, kind of the uprising kind of mindset. And he, uh, so I just picked up this album. I don't, I didn't, I didn't know anything about it, but it just looked cool. Yeah. I didn't even listen to it. Took it home, and it's become one of my favorite records. That's awesome. Um, He has this great thanks on the back of, like, thanks to, you know, uh, Marcus Garvey, Pretty Boy, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, you know, people that inspired his music. And so it's kind of become something that, like, when I look over the shelf in my office, if I don't know what to listen to, I just put on this Papa Levi record, and it makes me feel good that's awesome so yeah so thanks for having me this is absolutely Papa Levi the song is called Rip Down Session I would love to stand the army when it's in the army no kids no win by it
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Follow the Fun podcast. I hope you had fun because I definitely had fun. It's always fun. This is a pre-recorded thing, so I'm assuming it's always going to be fun. Um, If it's not, well, then I'm just a liar, and that's cool too. No, it's not. Lying is terrible. I should stop. Let's just do credits. Follow the Fun is a myriad media podcast hosted by Brent Edwards. That's me. Engineered by Melissa Douglas and produced by Hillary Scott. If you really do like what we're (sighs) putting... If you really are picking up what we're putting down, (laughs) if you're digging the fun, please make sure to give us a like and a comment and subscribe on iTunes or whichever podcast app you use. I personally use Overcast. They're not sponsoring this. That would be sweet if they did eventually uh, because that'd be cool. But that's the one I use. That's the one I always recommend to people. Anyway, if you're digging it, like, comment, subscribe. This is basically a YouTube channel. at (laughs) But if you don't like it, that's cool, too. Uh, We're going to keep making these things anyway because they're fun. And that's kind of the whole point.